Welcome to Campfire Stories, a podcast for sharing stories of Salesforce Trailblazers. Welcome to a very special episode of Campfire Stories. I feel like I always say that. Every episode is very special. This episode is kicking off a new BA Multiplier series in the spirit of uh, Leah Howard McGare and many, many others at Salesforce. We are being multipliers. And so I want to welcome back to the Campfire our previous guest, Cece Adams. Welcome, Cece. Welcome. Thanks for having me back. And Cece and I are so excited to have a brand new guest, the one and only lady in blue, Shauna Hughes. Shauna, welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) Thank you, Stacey. Thank you, Cece, for having me. Um, It is a pleasure to be here with you today. You, Shauna, are a, like, superstar. Um, and I don't say that because of any type of elevation or level that you have reached, although you have done some incredible things, but I think of you as a superstar because you just shine really bright and the ripple effects. Um, I have never counted, but I feel like if I went through and counted all of the, um, the shout outs that we've had across all of our episodes, you would be one of the most, mentioned people from all of our previous guests is you have an impact on people. Oh my gosh. That makes you have, Oh my goodness. That makes me so happy. Um, makes me blush. I, um, you know, you, uh, you know how people always say, you know, give people your, their roses while they're here. Like you never know like what type of impact you're going to have, um, on others. And I'm just, you know, right now I'm at a loss for words just hearing you say that um, about people in the ecosystem, you know, uh, really just mentioning my name. I, um, yeah, it, it, it brings some tears to my eyes. It's very, very true. Um, and Cece, I heard you light up at the mention of Shauna's name when you were telling your story. Do you want to take a moment, maybe recap a little of how Shauna has impacted you and your journey? Yes. Okay. So, and I talked about this on my podcast too. So the details are fuzzy because last year just, I feel like it wiped out like a whole sector, but it was a, <laughs> it was a dreaming. And I remember walking in and looking around and I didn't see very many people who reminded me of me. Um, and I was going through the tables, you know, you pick up your swag, you talk to people and I came across your table. And the first thing I noticed, I think, was your nails. And they were like, <laughs> I think they were blue. Probably. And I was like, oh, I love it. I love this shade. And then I like looked up and I just, this beautiful black woman, her hair was bright. I think your hair was blue too. I have a picture somewhere. I'm looking for it. <laughs> and I looked at you and I saw just, I was like amazed. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, she's really awesome. I cannot believe that there's someone who looks and reminds me of me in such an awesome way out here, sitting here doing this table. And we made small talk and we talked a little bit about, um, I believe it's get feedback. Get feedback. feedback. Yes. (laughs) I I was that or survey monkey, but it was, we talked about it. And then you actually got me interested in it. So I was like, Oh, I, this exists. Okay. This is cool too. But I was just so stunned because I was like, she's so freaking awesome. And look at her out here. Like we're 
we're traditionally told that we have to present ourselves a certain way um, right. in the corporate world. Right. Um, and I've always bucked against that just because it's my nature. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm the only person at my job with like pink hair. <laughs> doing things exactly. like that. And then I met this amazing woman who's out there doing the same thing, but better. She did it better than me. <laughs> and out here representing. And I was just like, okay, I just, she doesn't know it yet, but she's my mentor in my head. That's why oh. I got mentors in my head. But it just, just representing yourself, just being yourself was so amazing because you gave me the freedom to be the same way. And now yeah. I, people tell me like, oh, I wish I could be like you. I'm like, I, I got this from other people. Right. <laughs> you can. And that's the, I mean, to be honest, that's one of the biggest reasons why I do show up that way um, is to, you know, help to make others comfortable, um, you know, and not just making others comfortable around people like me that dress, that, you know, do their hair a certain way or wear na long nails, things like that. Like, I do it so other little young girls who want to do it, who look like me, um, it's in a sense giving them permission to. And unfortunately, you know, we live in a space where, where you have to do that. You have to give them permission to, or, or they're told that it's not okay, that it is not socially acceptable. And we don't want, we don't want that. We don't want them dimming their light just to, make someone else, you know, feel comfortable. Um, so I'd rather do it for them um, and, you know, risk, put myself at risk than have them do that earlier on in their careers. Yeah. So Shauna, I want to ask, um, where do you get your permission from? And I don't mean now because you've right. been doing this long enough. You've got You've built your confidence and and right. have really proven yourself to yourself and to any naysayers. But early on, where did you find the the permission, the courage, the the example? What did you yeah. find? Um, and I I I mean when I say this a hundred percent, like I am being so authentic, and I know this is cliche, but I get it from every single person that I meet. I get it from you, Stacy. I get it from you, Cece. Like I get it from everyone that that confidence that um that shine um i take something from every encounter every situation that i'm in um and you know cc you you coming up to me you talking to me about my nails you know i'm like okay like you know like that gave me you know some boost you know stacy every time i see you every time we see each other is you know let's hug let's talk let's you know what are you doing blah 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 you know it's like it's crazy <laughs> I do like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> this crazy fest, you know, that just happens. But that's, it's like that with all of us, right, Stacey? It's, it's not just you, it's me. It's like, what have you been doing? What are you up to? You know, and, um, you know, you'll say, oh, I love, I love the new color. Or I love the hair, you know, like stuff like that. And it's like, thank you, you know. Um, but really it came from me growing up in a space where you, and, and like Cece said, you're told, to behave a certain way, to look a certain way, to speak a certain way, to act a certain, you know, like all of these things. And you're just like, it's so much work. <laughs> it's so much work to be that person that you, you expect me to be. I don't want, I don't want to be what you expect me to be. I want to be who I am. Um, and my sister, uh, she actually really instilled in me 
to just be myself. And it didn't matter what anybody else thought or what they had to say, what their expectations was, be yourself. And that was it. Well, it's certainly working for you. Um, you are a you know, very well-known uh, person in <laughs> the, the technology space, that's for sure. That so. wasn't on purpose either. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to succeed? <laughs> I mean, I wanted to succeed. I just didn't, you know, at the time it was, um, you know, I didn't expect it to be like me to be this person that people looked at, you know, like it, mm -hmm. it, it, to be in that spotlight. It was like, that wasn't, that, that wasn't, you know, the goal that I set out to do or the person that I set out to be. I know I so when I tell people that I'm actually an introvert who learned how to be an extrovert, they're always like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, I swear I'm an I'm an introvert and extrovert. Um, you know, and unfortunately I learned early on that, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. My mom used to say that to me. And I learned early on that that, that was the case. And and every area of life, every fossil life. So if you don't say what you want, if you don't speak your truth, it will not come to fruition. It won't happen. Um, so when I started doing that, um, it was, I think it was number one, something that was shocking <laughs> to some people um, and then intriguing to others. Um, so, you know, that's kind of, kind of how it happened, but I'd have been happy, you know, being in my little corner and doing my work and <laughs> not, not having all the, the, you know, limelight. Cause you, you know, when, when you're under the microscope, people see the good and the bad, right? They see, they see your perfections or what they perceive to be your perfections. And they also see your flaws, right? Mm -hmm. So it, you can't have it both ways. You know, it, it can't be both ways. So you have to be very comfortable with who you are, where you are, and how you show up. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had to learn that. Like, I really did. And if you speak to some, you know, some really close Salesforce ecosystem people that are close to me that, um, you know, like Toya and Rebe, they'll tell you, like, at times, like, I would, like, freak out. Like, what? what do they mean they want me to speak? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, like, what do you, what do they mean they want me to, you know, like, so I, it wasn't just me in that moment. It was everyone that I represented. And that's how I was able to muster up the courage and the strength to evolve, to grow, um, to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. Did you get pushback? Um, uh, pushback, uh, for looking a little different than people expected for speaking your truth for not fitting the, yeah, mold. I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure that I rub a lot of people the wrong way. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure that a lot of people may have take, you know, issue or have a problem with me, but their problem isn't my problem. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like you're, you're. If you don't know me, how can you judge me? 
like and and it's not your position to judge me either most people that know me they like i am i'm a very direct person i i am a very like i'm a logical thinker and i'm a no-nonsense person but i'm also a very loving person and the people that know me know that so if i say something that may rub someone the wrong way I expect you to let me know that. And I, we live in a world where people don't do that. Mm-hmm. You offend them and they shut down and they walk away and they turn it off and they cancel you. You know, this whole cancel culture, that's just a, it's stupid. And we can't grow, we can't get anywhere if there is no communication, if there is no common ground, no understanding, because we are, we all have commonality, period. Like, I, I, don't have to like what it is that you do, right? I I don't have to, but there is something about what you do, who you are that I can respect. Mm -hmm. But I don't need to like you. It's not a requirement. (laughs) So I, so for me, it's, it's the same way. Like I don't need to like, need people to like me or I don't need to like them. I want to, like, because that's the type of community that I want to be a part of. That's the type of people that I want to engage with, interact with. But it's not a requirement. But as long as you respect me and I respect you, we ain't got no problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like people are going to find what they look for. And yeah. I think about that like as a general mm-hmm. life concept. If you look yeah. for the good in things, you look for the bad in things, you're going to find it. But I think it's also true with... Um, when looking at people specifically, mm-hmm. um, you could look at me and see things to celebrate. You could look at me and find things to grumble and complain about. And right. so, like you said, life in a microscope, but, um, but it, it really is like that. You're going to find what you want to find. And, mm-hmm. and so we can choose to find the commonality in each other we can choose to find the things to celebrate or we can choose to find the things to complain and grumble about Um, but the opposite is also true people are always looking at me and if they want to find something then they're Mm going to find it and so right and so like this point you can't live your life exactly you can't can't please everyone um if you're walking around with a negative state of mind you're and, and you're a negative being you're a negative person I always say, like, even if I, even if there was something like unintentionally that I or you did to me or that, you know, CC did to me, you know, whatever, if mm-hmm. I'm not humble enough and or empathetic enough to say, CC, you know, like, what's up? What, what did I do to you? You know, that X, you know, you offended me you know, whatever, whatever it was, or you made me feel some type of way, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And have that conversation. Then it's, it's not 100% on CC, right? It's, it's the both of us. Like it takes two to, to tango, or I don't like using that terminology, but I think you get what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? And it's up to CC at that point because I know I've done what I needed to do, right? So I've done what I need to do to rectify the situation. And CC, I'm just picking on you. We have no problems, girl. I love you. Um, we start beefing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm just using you as an example because you know you're right here. Um, you know, it, 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 it's up to you to be like, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm going to sit down and have an open, honest and empathetic conversation with this individual 
Um, and we're going to try and find our common ground and be okay with each other. Or I can just be like, whatever, I don't care. You know, the whole, again, the cancel culture. I don't care. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to deal with you, whatever. And, and go on about your business. But I know from my standpoint, as someone who wants to be a good person, that I tried, that I reached out, I extended the olive branch. I said to you, hey, listen, this is what it is. Let's try and figure this out together. And if you're not willing to do that, then there's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At some point you may be, but right now you're not. And that's okay. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I think that giving people the space to make their own decisions and to heal from, uh, you know, if, if something did happen, giving them the space, you know, regardless of what side it is on, it's okay to give them that space. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let a month pass let a week or you know depends on how close you are when you when you talk but let that time pass and then be like hey i just you know i wanted to let you know x mm-hmm. um but the yeah. uh, honestly the world we live in today it's very hard and challenging to do that mm-hmm. um with social media and it, it's hard to have any type of flaws or any type of mistakes happen or th- something that you did that people didn't like because you're going to get it from all sides Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I it, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> to combat that, you know, I honestly, and, and this is why it's, I think it's been so um, helpful to me just, just to be who I am, just to be myself, one hundred percent authentically me. Because if you're not being who you are and you're putting on this face to the world and you're someone else in you know in your own private you know private places then you're you're going to you're going to mix the two at some point you're going to forget something at some point or you're going to offend someone at some you know like it's it's just not going to mesh well mm-hmm. um and and then you have things to hide you have you have to hide from things right but when you're 100% you you you're like, oh, I okay. Well, I did that here, and I'm I would do it here. So I don't. What do you want me like this? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, like you said, it takes so much work to be who you expect me to be, right? When you're yeah. putting on that front, it's exhausting, oh, and God. then you don't have the mental or emotional energy to have those needed conversations. It's mm-hmm. so much easier when somebody hurts your feelings to just be hurt and mm-hmm. walk away. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. It takes yep. courage and energy to have those conversations exactly. and say, this happened and, you know, and it hurt my feelings. Exactly. And, you know, and what I've learned, you know, in my age of wisdom um, <laughs> <laughs> is that we're all ultimately pretty selfish as much mm-hmm. as you can be a very generous person and still be very selfish. Exactly. Something happens, your friend didn't respond to your text message and you take it personally. Like, what did I do? Why are they mad at me? Why are they ignoring me? Well, they're not a very good friend. You know, and you can spiral and go down this whole path, making it all about you. And really they just, you know, the, they're going through their own thing. over the water bowl. You know, they're they're living their own life. They've got their own right. stuff that has nothing to do with you. And here you are sitting here with your feelings hurt, taking it personal when they had nothing to do with you. Exactly, exactly. And I, you know, when I think about it too, if 
when you have, like you said, it takes courage, it takes energy to come to, you know, someone who either offended you or is a per- perceived, you know, offended you. It it also shows that you care about that person and your relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what most people miss, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you want to fix whatever it is, even if the other person doesn't even know what the hell's um, heck's going on. Right. If they don't know what's going on, you're hurt. Something is bothering you. You want to fix whatever that rift is that's in your relationship. Because if you're hurt and something's bothering you, you're going to start to withdraw. And then the other person's going to be like, well, well what, what's going on? What happened? So then now you're hurting them. And it's like, that's not what you want to do. You you want to mend that relationship. I'm sorry. How do we get down this rabbit hole? <laughs> this is what happens at the campfire. <laughs> <laughs> really deep though like this is this right, is right. <laughs> three women in tech and we are just solving all the world's all problems, the problems right here always always <laughs> <laughs> so there should be more women ruling the world uh, definitely we get stuff done that is so <laughs> true i would just like to see what it felt like to have that like i know like it we're always told that we can't have let's just try it Let's right. put even a bunch of a lot of stuff, like all the things. Right. See how it turns out. Why can't see how it turns out. That, mm-hmm. That'll never happen. We Not in our lifetime anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. So, Shauna, you said that, um, taking a couple steps back, you said that this is not where you expect it to be. So mm-hmm. what did you set out to do? Did you go to school, get a degree? Did you have a path and... Yeah, so um, I wanted to be a fashion designer, hence hair, nails, makeup, whatever. I'm in love with. I'm in love with all the showy display of things. <laughs> um, I used to. I remember, you know, I was poor. I grew up in the projects, no money, you know, poor. Um, and I remember I used to make outfits and you know different things. And I remember when my aunt visited, and I think I was like ten. Um, and she had brought some weave with her, you know, hair extensions. Um, and it was like the first time that I like was able to play with some hair extensions. I was like super excited. Um, (laughs) and you know, like I would always be like painting my nails and, you know, trying to do something different with my hair. And my mom didn't let me wear makeup or anything. So I could, those are the only, you know, about the only things that I could do. Um, but I remember being like, oh, you know, this is something that I want to do. Unfortunately, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, it's a, it's a I, I like to say it's a tragic blessing. Um, I was teen parent. So when I had my first daughter, I was like, oh, I'm still going to do what, you know, I set out to do. Um, I actually did move out to Cali for a year to go to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. Um, Unfortunately, um, before I even could start a semester there, it was just too much for me, you know, too much for me being a young mother and not having any support system. And I, I had my kid with me, you know, like I, I, I didn't leave my kid back home with the parents Mm -hmm. or, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, this is my responsibility, my child. And that's just how I felt. Um, so I was like, I, you know, gave up on that dream um, and just was like, well, I'm just going to do the best that I can with what I have. I did not have a college degree. Um, 
so I just started working and I was really good at um, my job. <laughs> I was extremely good at my job. I started um, working my way up the ladder, training people. Um, and then once, you know, they decided to get Salesforce back in 2004, mm. um, I was the first person that they were like, hey, you're really good at this stuff. How about you, um, you know, train our three large COEs and our 250 branches across the U.S. Um, how to use this thing and help us actually configure it to meet the needs um, of our, you know, call center reps. And I was like, sure, why not? This <laughs> <laughs> a small thing. <laughs> right. Sure, why not? Um, you know, and within that period, that's how I learned, right? In, in the professional space, closed mouth, don't get fed, because I was actually about to take the position without even like negotiating or saying anything or, you know, like it was for me, that was big, right? For in my the organization that I worked for to be like, hey, you should do this thing. I'm like, awesome, you know, whatever. And when they brought the salary to me, I was like, Ugh, that's kind of boo, you know, like a, it didn't, you know, it wasn't right impactful. And then I was just, I went to the manager and was like, hey, the salary, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, how much are you looking for? I gave him a number and he was like, done. Like, what? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so it was just, it's just like, you know, that's where I started learning. Like, if you don't say anything, then people assume that you're okay with it, mm -hmm. even if you're not. And if you don't fight for yourself, if you're not an advocate for yourself, then you're not going to, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to succeed. Um. So, you know, I, I guess at that point when I started doing all the Salesforce stuff and then I figured out, hey, let me go to a user group meeting. And then it was kind of like history from there. <laughs> um, but that's kind of how I started out. No, no college degree. Um, that's one of the things that I look back and I'm like, I probably would have had a lot of fun if I went to college. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that was that was like I probably would have had a lot of fun. My life would look a lot different. Mm -hmm. But where I am today, I couldn't even imagine mm -hmm. being where I am today mm -hmm. in the position that I'm in, the salary that I make, the people that I know, the relationships that I've built, the love that I receive and give. Like I I like I wouldn't change it for the world. Like mm -hmm. I would I just I wouldn't. Um so yeah, I don't know. Did I answer your question? Thanks. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I love the story. Um, I I have some similar things from my own past that I too grew up in. Um, you know, not going to say poor, but um, I spent some time living in housing projects, and I right. too dabbled with um, trying to make my own clothes and stuff. You know, grab the, yeah. the scraps <laughs> and the clearance bin at the Walmart fabric department. Mm -hmm. Except I learned I am not good at it. And <laughs> 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 but one of my friends and I, when we were in uh, like freshman year of high school, we had this dream that we were going to go to, um, this is, I lived in Kentucky, we had this dream we were okay. going to move to California to go yep. to college and we even made like a little, what's the little, um, where you, the fundraising thing where you count up, you know, how much you've saved, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. we made 
those for our room and everything. And we really thought if we could save a big whopping one thousand dollars, we're going to make it to California. And no clue. And no clue. <laughs> no clue. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, right. So Some of the later bits of overlap, but like. I grew up sort of lower middle class, mm-hmm. but I was always going to be a lawyer. Like I, from 10 years old, if you wow. asked me, I discovered law and order um, <laughs> and I was going to be Jack McCoy. I was going to go right. to New York and I was going to be a prosecutor in particular. I didn't care. They didn't make a lot of money because they got the bad guys. And mm-hmm. I was, that was it. Like that was life. Like I was going to go into law. Um, but interestingly enough, I did go to high school in California. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So it was definitely different, I would say, but it still left. Like I went off to college for a year and I figured out quickly, like, I am actually not going to be a lawyer. (laughs) 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 Maybe I need to figure out something else. And honestly, I never, I didn't figure out what I, I didn't know what I wanted to be till I grew up, when I grew up until I found Salesforce. It was always just working to get maybe some right. angle but like never like a career path so exactly salesforce like really was like oh wait i can do different things i, I can have mm-hmm. a career like you hear the word career mm-hmm. right now what's it's like okay. yeah what's interesting and in, in the and i don't i don't even i i think some of the you know salesforce executives know this but i don't think the majority of the salesforce executives know that they actually give, especially people from underrepresented background, especially, and I'm speaking for specifically for myself, they give you um, hope and dreams to aspire to, right? It's completely different. Like growing up where I grew up, like there was, it was, you work, you have a job, that was it. Like, it's, it's not like, you have this career, you're happy with the work that you do, you you make an impact, you make a difference. Like that wasn't it. If you're gonna do that, you're gonna go be a nurse, right? And that and honestly, they slated all the little black girls into that for the in the career office. I mean, go be a nurse, go be a nurse. Who wants to I don't I don't wanna be cleaning nobody's behind. Okay. <laughs> Not be a doctor. Not right. Be a doctor. Not be a right. doctor. Be a nurse. Be a nurse. <laughs> exactly. So it was, you know, like it fi- finding or fall, I should say I fell in, uh, felling, falling into the Salesforce world and being able to learn the platform, make my way through. But then at this point, being able to curate my own path. Mm-hmm. because of what I've learned, because of the people who have invested in me is something like that you would never, I'm telling you, like I I sit here and I look back and I just cannot fathom. My, you know, my mother was on drugs. My father was in prison. It was, you know, me and my sister. And then my sister was murdered. I was a teen mom. You know, like I have a list of, things where it was like, most people would be like, you know what? Yep. I'm done. I'm just gonna exit life. Like, mm-hmm. This is, this is too much. Um, but being in the community, being a part of something helped me to keep going. And like I said, most of the friends that I have, the people that are in my life 
are people that like that I met in the Salesforce community. Like it's crazy. It's this is the weirdest thing. Like you would never, you know, saying like these are people that I consider my family who come to see me like when I had surgery, who, you know what I'm saying, uh, would come get my kids if anything ever happened. You know, like those are the relationships that we built, that we formed, but and those are the dreams that have come to reality, right? Because in certain situations, your blood family may not be your family. Mm-hmm. This has become my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you've done a great job, Chana, of not just appreciating where you've grown to, but really truly being a trailblazer in many, many sense of the words. Like you're not just breaking barriers, but you are also leaving a path, right? A trail for right. others. Um, with a lot of the the work that you do, obviously comes to mind also the work that you've done with Pep Up Tech. You've got members yeah. of your own family now that are, uh, <laughs> you know, being recognized in the Salesforce world. Yeah. So, um, you know, great that you're our first Be a Multiplier guest right. because you really do have this, like, you know, in the Salesforce family tree, your branch is really big. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's important to me, right? It's important to me to reach back. Um, it, it's important to me to make a way for others to make a way. You know, it's, I don't, I honestly don't know how, or what I did right to get to where I am, <laughs> but it is 100% my responsibility to make sure that others can get here as well. Yes. Yes. I feel like, okay, this whole, I'm silent a little bit on this one because you're saying so much of the same stuff that I want to say or how I feel or even similar experiences. And I just want to thank you because you could just simply exist in this ecosystem as you do, like just simply just be you. And that would be enough. That's representation enough. Like that's hope enough for little girls who look like me, but you actively are putting in work. Mm-hmm. to go back and pull up as you climb. And that is, it's beautiful. And Thank it's a part you. of why I love being in this Ohana so much because just by even having this, like I'm inspired, like, okay, what more can I do mm-hmm. to help out and make sure that I'm achieving these goals too? Because every time I'm talking to you, I'm remembering that you help open up the floodgates that were like, okay, CC is going to go full CC. Right. <laughs> you're just gonna have to take it and deal with right. it, it is. so right. this is this is really awesome and thank you so much for just doing what you do like oh, you're making me blush over here i i seriously like seriously i i still get i am so very uncomfortable with people telling me that i thank you and 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 the things that are being said um to be honest it it does still make me a little bit uncomfortable i I think it's just because the way i was raised is like you're supposed to be humble and you're you're not supposed to you know it's not about you you know (laughs) so i don't don't know if that's like just something that's ingrained in me or if it's just a character trait but um when i think about you know allowing space for others um and really just stepping back and looking at how others succeed that actually 
it makes me so freaking happy. It makes me, it brings so much joy into my heart. Like I, when I listen to Cece's story, when I am around the pep up tech students and when I'm around, like it feeds me, it feeds my soul. And I just, how can you not want to do that? Like, how can you not want to do that? And I think that for me, I've always been about action, you know, like action. Like people can say a lot of words, they can, Mm -hmm. you know, fake do this and fake do that. And it's like, okay, but where's the results? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that's, that's me. Like where, where's the, show me the data, show me the analysis. Like where, where's the results? What have you really done? Mm -hmm. And um, I don't want to be a person who's on this earth who, is all talk and no action, right? Like that's definitely like, no. I want to leave behind a legacy where people were like, she was able to make an impact and she did it by doing X, um, which allowed for someone else to do X, right? So. So I have a question. Sure. So you're a superhuman. You know, I'm not. not. I know. I know. Trust me. I know. (laughs) Now, do you take time in all the works that you're doing to take the to do self-care? Like, how do you take care of you in this world that you're living in? Yeah, that's um, that's a really interesting topic. I've been really um, kind of reflecting on lately, especially, you know, with Corona and, and things happening. Um. I had to learn how to say no to things. (laughs) And that's really hard for me because again, it's like you want people to know about like the opportunities that exist. Um, It's really, I had to learn how to be like, no, not right now, let's push that off. And self care to me, for for me personally, (laughs) is helping others, Um, which is, you know, it's, a lot of people think it's crazy, but it again, it it makes me feel so good. It makes me happy. So that's where I get that joy. But I also have someone in my life who, again, I met through the ecosystem, who's my, like my best friend. I call her my sister. She forces me outside of my comfort zone and she pushes me to be like, we're going on vacation. We're going here. We're doing that. You know, like you need to decompress. You need to, you know, so it's having that community and those people around you who knows that you would literally give a hundred percent of yourself to everyone else, but have nothing for you looking out for you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I can say that's how I stay grounded. It's, it's the community that's around me. They put up the guardrails whenever you're not able to. Like exactly, because I'm not able to. They don't exist in my brain. <laughs> I heard it explained once for people who have trouble saying no because they want to just say yes to everything. Is you know, if you can reframe it in your mind as saving yourself for the best yes. So you're not yeah. saying no. You're just waiting for something you know Ex- better to say exactly. yes to. Exactly. And it's not even waiting for something better. It's for me, it's always making a greater impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I've you know, learned. Like you can you can do small incremental things 
or you can do a big mass of things that have a far wider, you know, reach or impact. So, yeah. So yeah. let me ask you this, Shauna, um, or CC. Um, I've gotten this question a, a couple of times recently, and of course I have my opinion, but always happy to hear what <laughs> others say. There is so much content out there. There are so many YouTube channels, podcasts, um, blogs. We already have a Salesforce bin. We already have a wizard cast. We already have an automation mm-hmm. hour. There's already uh, pep up tech and amplify and rad women code. There are so many great programs and um, resources out there. If you are new to giving back, how do you find your place when there's already so many people out there doing amazing things without just making more noise? I have joined, I've found that if I find, like, if there's something that's already existing, try to partner it with them because they're already going to have the resources in place. They're already going to have the infrastructure in place. However, if there's an, a gap that you find, like the reason we have HBCU Force is because there was a gap, a noticeable gap. So if you can find a noticeable gap and kind of fill a niche, then that's when maybe you create your own. But otherwise, I've found it most beneficial to work with organizations that are already established where I can, because then it's just kind of utilizing the resources they already have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that old saying, right, CC? Um, you know, don't remake the wheel or, yep. or whatnot. But I always say the wheel can be improved upon. Um, and that's where innovation comes in. And I, I do believe that even though something already exists does not mean that you can't make it better. So whether you be partnering, you know, with existing organizations or you, you know, starting your own from scratch, whatever, whatever it is that you want to do, I think it's, it behooves you, you know, if it's something that's in your heart to, to explore, you know, I, I think we all, you know, we all fail at things and then we pick ourselves back up and, and we try again, um, or we, you know, recruit others to help make it better. I, <laughs> I've experienced, you know, so much of that in this ecosystem. I, I never want to tell someone like, just because someone else is doing it don't, doesn't mean that you can't do it or you can't do it better. And we all have something unique to add to offer, right? And just because it's there doesn't mean that you, what your vision of it is could be completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Absolutely. Because there's a, there are a lot of people doing a lot of great things. Um, and I think about a lot of the content, especially, so maybe not the programs, but the mm-hmm. content out there. There's a lot of stuff focused on, um, you know, learning flows and automating. But there's also people who are getting ready to sign up for Trailhead for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And maybe they yeah. need to see your article of here's how to create a trailhead playground. Exactly. You know, here's how to set up your profile. You know. Yeah. So, um, you know, not everything needs to be about these really intricate, really advanced mm-hmm. formulas, right? Right. There, there are those just getting started. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Also. And yeah. Salesforce innovates three times a year. 
Yes. Nothing the same. Okay. Trailhead wasn't even around when I started. So mm-hmm. let's be clear. Like, yes. Or <laughs> so, me too. I feel they're spoiled. Everyone's spoiled with Trailhead. <laughs> yeah. So, so things have changed even from, you know, last quarter, mm-hmm. you know, this, there's a new email builder that's coming out, you know, like, so it, even if there's information out about it, it could be outdated. Yeah. It could be, it could be less engaging than what the community would like. Put your own personal, you know, seasoning on it. Put your own spin on it. Listen, <laughs> we we need that flavor. We need that diversity. We want it. We crave it. It it actually excites us. So please do so. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. So what is on your roadmap, not to put you on the spot, um, but is there anything that you are working on, planning, building um, over the next, you know, the remainder of this year or into next year? Yeah. um, I've unfortunately like had some medical setbacks, which has been just um, very uh, irritating mm. <laughs> because I am a person of action. So I, you know, there's things that I want to do, you know, like there's things that I've, I've started and I can't finish because, you know, X and, and it's, it's, it's very frustrating for me. I'm going to say that right now. Um, mm. And the reason why this is top of mind, cause I just came from uh, a doctor's appointment today and they're like, Oh yeah, you're going to need another surgery. And I'm like, mm. awesome. Um, so that makes me, a little bit angry um, because I I started um, a nonprofit in 2019, and the nonprofit is called Team Tech Titans, and it is I started it to help underrepresented youth understand the intersection between tech and business, mm-hmm. um, and how there are different facets of being a technologist because um, it's not something that's widely known. Like, you know, Stacy, you're a technologist. CC, you're a technologist. I'm a technologist. We all do three completely different things. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, but um, people don't know it. They don't know that if you have a love for, um, you know, earth science or if you have a love for, um, you know, law, CC, that you can be a, you know, the top lawyer at like, <laughs> like Amy at Salesforce, you know, like at, uh, at a top tech firm, you can, these are things that you can blend your love for technology and the business side and really set a path for yourself. Um, so I started that and um, was on a hot streak and then 2020 hit <laughs> Corona. <laughs> um, and then at the end of 2020, I had to have a major surgery, which then took me out. Um, and now I got to go through it again at the end of this year. So it's like, uh, like I, I can't seem to, you know, get past this little hump. Well, hope, I, I know I will it's just, it's going to take a little time, but that is, that's going to be my main focus is to, um, make sure that that is, you know, uh, on solid ground. Is there an opportunity for anyone, you know, that might be listening to jump in and help? Like you'd be the idea person and be the feet on the ground. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. There is, um, there, there is definitely opportunity for, for individuals who do want to get involved and help. Um, you know, the, the, the foundation, the structure is already there. I just need 
again, assistance with making, you know, kind of rolling it out. Like we have our Salesforce org. I've already set all that up and a bunch of other stuff. I was working with Melissa to get, you know, um, the volunteer stuff all set up and yeah, it's, it's there. It's just, yeah. If, if you are interested, um, you know, you can reach out to me, Twitter, however you, you, you know how to reach out to me, I'm sure, (laughs) (laughs) but however you most feel comfortable, um, reach out to me. And I, I definitely, um, would love, you know, just getting, getting your ideas and, and see how you would like to assist. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. And, um, and I think that's a great place to wrap up the conversation is with that call to action. So if, any of our listeners are wanting to get involved. If you want to help Shauna to build this um, incredible nonprofit, reach out to her, reach out to me and I can connect you. Um, Cece is uh, always looking for ways that she can, uh, you know, speak to others as well to help build them up. Mm -hmm. And um, as am I. And so um, if you know somebody who has an incredible story that would um, benefit from the platform of, campfire stories podcast definitely reach out we'd love to hear who has an incredible inspirational story to share um if there is some other way that we can help we are here if you're struggling with the pandemic or um you know mental health issues as we said before we are here to um to listen and to help point you to resources yes yes definitely this has been such an amazing time you know i can talk to you all day (laughs) <laughs> and, and I think we have before. Um. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it'll happen again. Yeah, One day yeah. it's safe and there will be opportunity to travel and have our in-person, um, you know, maybe it'll be witness success next yeah, summer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Which is going to be in your town next it's year. It's going right? to be in my city. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Ooh, intriguing. <laughs> Right, right. So if you haven't heard, we've got twin conferences in the Twin Cities, Midwest Dreamin', followed by Witness Success in Minneapolis next July. That sounds amazing. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. All right. So Shauna, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being with us and all that you've shared. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. And I learned some new things, which was uh, which was fun. And uh, Cece, thank you for coming back and being our first uh, multiplier guest co-host. This was so much fun to chat with you again. And um, and yeah, lots of fun. And to our listener, thank you for listening and being part of our journey and for joining us at the virtual campfire. Bye and thanks everyone. Bye-bye.